हेलो नमस्ते वेलकम टू साइलेंट विजडम ऑनलाइन सत्संग लास्ट वीक वी डिड विज्ञान भैरव तंत्र एन इंट्रोडक्शन टुडे वी विल कंटिन्यू विद द सेम एंड एक्सपेरिमेंट विद अ फ्यू मोर प्रैक्टिसेस सो फर्स्ट जस्ट टू रीकैप व्हाट वी डिड लास्ट वीक विज्ञान भैरव तंत्र हेयर विज्ञान मींस कॉन्शियसनेस भैरव मींस गोइंग बियॉन्ड कॉन्शियसनेस एंड तंत्र मींस द टेक्निक द टेक्निक व्हिच टेक्स यू बियॉन्ड कॉन्शियसनेस सो तंत्र इज बेसिकली अ मेथड or a technique it does not believe in the why it is all about the how and vigyan bhairav tantra is a dialogue between shiv and parvati who are not guru and disciple they are both lovers and sometimes the question comes in the mind that why is devi asking this questions these questions to shiva see devi has reached that already through surrender that's why they are both lovers right and she is sitting on the lap of shiva and asking him what is your reality is she asking for herself no she is not asking for herself she is so completely surrendered said that she is one with shiva but she is asking about these techniques for the rest of the world not even asking for techniques asking for the reality asking those questions and then shiva is giving techniques and he is not providing any answer do this and you know do that and you know so there are 112 techniques here we also uh, discussed how tantra has been misunderstood because it is such a pure science it is of such a high level that there is a kind of intelligence which is required to understand tantra and because it was not understood that is the reason that it has been misunderstood another thing about tantra is that it is a moral a moral so it's not it has nothing to do with morality or immorality now science is a moral meaning that it is not concerned with that whether you are a good person or bad person this good and bad is also a social conditioning to science if a medicine is given to a bad person or a good person it will cure both of them it is not going to have a difference the same thing applies to these techniques it has nothing to do with what is your idea of being a saint or a sinner it's not concerned about it you use the technique and you get the results another beautiful thing about uh, these techniques is that in these 112 techniques almost every possible human situation has been used to take you beyond consciousness everything whether it is when you are eating the food or you are just about to fall asleep when you are about to wake up when you are having a bath when you are going to sneeze when you are in the sex act or you are meeting an old friend i mean all kinds of techniques all kinds of situations have been used here 
to uh, share to go beyond consciousness and last point which was important here is that uh, these techniques are all about taking you beyond consciousness that is something that we need to understand even when we say be aware or be conscious now here i am using aware and conscious as synonymous okay both of them so even when you are being aware it is still in duality when you are unconscious that is one part of the chit and when you are conscious that is another part of the chit but you are still in duality what these techniques are talking about is going beyond the duality but today as i had shared with you earlier we need to first understand what is the difference between yog and tantra and because sometimes all of us get confused for example breathing practices right when you are doing the breathing there are breathing practices in yog and there are breathing practices in tantra which one is yog and which one is tantra or when sex is used sex is used in yog and also in tantra but what is the differentiation between the two so let's understand that that is very interesting so here it is told that while tantra and yog reach to the same goal and while both of them use methods and techniques see yog is also a methodology it's a process there are techniques and tantra is also techniques but still there is a very big difference between both of them and you know what is the difference the main difference is that in yog whatever that you are doing you are fighting you are trying to conquer you are trying to achieve you are trying to suppress so there is a fight fight with what is natural so for example when we do breathing practices in yoga as part of yoga what do you do you have to change your breathing you have to uh, either you know deepen it you have to do certain inhalations in a certain way exhalation in a certain way or you have to breathe in a particular manner so in yoga all the breathing will be about disciplining the breath you are changing the breath you are not doing whatever is whereas in tantra you do not make any change in the breath if you are taking short breaths that is okay if you are taking long breaths that is okay even if you know the breath is shifting from here to there absolutely okay wherever you are whatever you are it's absolutely okay there is no fight you don't fight at all on the path of tantra so yoga is the path of fight and tantra is the fight, uh, is the path of indulgence we call it indulgence okay similarly in sex you know all the things that we have heard about brahmacharya celibacy what is yoga saying yoga is saying you need to contain that sexual energy we all know that 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 is the basic energy that is the natural source of energy that is available and yoga says you need to contain it you need to preserve it so the whole focus is on celibacy and we know of many traditions for example jainism uh for example in other various yoga practices where it is very important 
that you become a celibate is one of the requirements before you can walk on that path. But in Tantra, it is something that is indulged in. But how indulged with awareness? That is the difference over here. Here, Tantra says that your sex is the basic energy. You are born with it. The basic cells of your being. Okay, every cell of your being is sexual only. For a very simple reason, because everyone is born out of sex. All of us have been born out of that. So it is very natural that our body is sexual and it's a biological thing. It is not something that uh, the world has taught us. So for example, if a child is born and you never teach the child a particular language, the child will not learn. Okay, The language will not appear in that child. It is not biological. It is something social. But even if you do not teach that child anything, an age will come, a point will come when the sexual energy will arise. Okay, Why? Because that is something very, very natural. It is biological. And for Tantra, you do not need to fight what is naturally yours, right? What the nature has given to you. There is no need to fight that. In fact, Tantra says, use that energy, transform it. Don't make it an enemy. Be your, let it be your friend. It is your energy. It's not evil. It is not bad. It is just natural. Use it. Use it for yourself. Don't go against it. It's also like saying, actually by fighting, we are, it is not going to work. And the path of yoga by suppressing the sexual energy is not easy at all. And not many people realize through that. Also, whatever we consider as our enemy, that actually becomes, uh, you know, that represses us more, that becomes more difficult to deal with. So, Tantra says that when there is a sexual desire, become aware, do not fight it. In fact, move into the desire with full consciousness. You know, that is where your awareness, your consciousness comes in very, very handy. And those who have tasted how to be aware, that works beautifully over here. Because that is how you need to do this. Move into desire with full consciousness. And when you move into desire with full consciousness, you transcend it. That is the way of transcending. Not by fighting it, but by moving into it with awareness. So you pass through it but you remain like an outsider. You know, uh, in this uh, book of secrets, when Osho is explaining, he's also made a very important point here, which I quite liked. He says, yoga appeals to a lot of people, but not Tantra. And the reason is because yoga is just the opposite of an ordinary mind. See, ordinary, for an ordinary mind, it is very useful and it is very easy to understand the language of yoga. And what is the language of yoga? Suppression, fighting, achievement, conquering, right? Considering that, okay, there is something and I need to conquer it. That is the language of an ordinary mind. And the mind understands, like, you know, sex has been suppressed so much 
that and you yourself know that you know how your thoughts run all the time into it that when yoga says you need to suppress it it immediately appeals to you right yoga says fight it you just understand this language um, or let's say when it is about food most people are fighting to conquer the desire of the food and when a path teaches you yoga teaches you oh you need to eat less you need to eat only these kind of foods so what is it doing it is taking you in an opposite direction of where your mind is going and you have suffered through your ordinary mind and through the ordinary uh, understanding and that's why the yoga has an appeal to you but tantra is not so appealing tantra looks like pretty difficult because the moment you say move into this desire there is you know you feel overwhelmed how can you do that how can i move into a sexual act with awareness how is that possible the ordinary mind becomes extremely scared afraid that's why yoga is appealing and that is also the reason when uh, osho has given that book from sex to super consciousness and he was so openly talking about it and in our country not only in our country actually all over the sex has been repressed so much and people have been uh, sex suppressed sex starved indulging mind so everybody was like lost and then people were thinking oh how can this be done it just looked completely Im- impossible why the reason is because we are not natural anymore that is the reason that's why when the scriptures say oh you know you need to suppress it that is more appealing so please understand here is a difference between an ordinary mind and a mind which has this awareness so an ordinary uh, ordinary mind is going to be afraid of tantra but a but a mind that has experienced awareness to that mind tantra is going to appeal a lot so what does tantra says accept basically it is saying accept whatsoever you are wherever you are and only by totally accepting you can grow only then you can transcend you cannot transcend by suppressing and fighting it says accept move with the energy with deep sensitivity awareness love understanding and once you do that then every desire becomes a vehicle to go beyond it every energy becomes a help every situation has the potential to take you beyond and in this very world in any kind of situation in this very body there is a possibility of nirvan so yoga is negation and tantra is affirmation and because uh, many of us here are from path of knowledge you will also be happy to understand that yoga means yoga already is saying that there is duality isn't it yoga is like bringing the two together putting two things together so if that means with the moment you say two things there is duality and uh, but tantra says it already believes that there is no duality it is already one there is no dualism and that's the reason why it is talking about indulgence why it is able to talk about taking so many um, situations where you can go beyond it 
one more thing about uh, tant between tantra and yoga is for tantra everything is holy nothing is unholy just remember that everything is holy like an irre irreligious person would say that everything is unholy and religious people say something is holy something is unholy right like some things are good some things are bad but for tantra everything is holy or what we said a moral right everything is fine it is not differentiating between people situations nothing everything can be used and then that is the thing because tantra says that everything is holy that is why it becomes very difficult to understand because it is a deepest non dual standpoint isn't it when we all get it when we say non duality then where is the question of good and bad holy or unholy so tantra in its very nature is at a non dual standpoint tantra will appeal to those who understand non duality and that is the reason why after path of knowledge you are introduced to tantra so i hope uh, this helps you understand the difference between how tantra and yoga the techniques are the techniques are there but the way we use it use them yoga is trying to suppress achieve control fight and tantra is trying to indulge that is the main difference between them so now we are going to try three techniques today okay and um, the first technique that we will try is the very first technique which is given in this book and i had talked about it last time also anapansati yoga what is given in vipassana that is the very first technique of the 112 techniques and it is given this is the most popular technique and this particular technique has been used by millions of people so this itself is good enough and it is also claimed that buddha achieved through this technique so that's why it is also considered to be a buddhist technique although it is not it's just that because it has been used by buddha so it and it has been popularized by vipassana so it is considered to be a buddhist technique okay so let's try one now i know many of us here are following different paths no problem we are doing this just for fun just to try a few techniques if you are not following any particular thing then you can uh, do that even later if it appeals to you but otherwise we can just do that for now and leave it whatever you feel comfortable with okay some of you may not be in a position to do the meditation no issue no problem at all you can just listen so we will do this for about 3 uh, to 4 minutes okay and what i would then suggest to those who want to do why don't you all take a comfortable position and so that you are relaxed you could be sitting uh, don't lie down because if you lie down as it is it is late night you may go off to sleep so just sit in a comfortable position relax your body and close your eyes because that helps and the technique is very very simple it says you have to watch the gap between two breaths let me first explain a couple of things before you actually start doing it now uh, here again what i'm saying watch the gap between two breaths so what is the technique about that 
as you are breathing you don't need to change your breath at all okay whether it is shallow or it is deep or it is short or long doesn't matter you just keep watching the breath go with it inhale stay with it okay don't move here and there don't go ahead don't be behind just keep with your breath as the breath is moving into the nostrils into the lungs going deep into the stomach just stay with the breath and it says watch the gap between the two breaths and there are two things over here which which have been explained in this book here so when it says gap that means after the inhalation is over and the exhalation begins between the two there is a very short you know almost millionth of a second gap interval there okay now a very important point here because we are talking about the gap you don't have to stop your breath there is nothing here that you do uh, that you try to change because the moment you try to change you enter into yoga we are not doing yoga here we are doing tantra here tantra means whatever is i'm just watching so there will be a gap and then you exhale and after you have finished exhaling and then you start inhaling again there is a gap maybe millionth of a second and he's also said that it may take you months before you can actually see that gap you may not be able to see that gap unless you have practiced this technique for some amount of time so that is what is given over here and then the second point is that when buddha has given this uh, uh, anapansati yoga he is not talking about the gap okay and the reason is this because the mind has this tendency to stop because the moment we talk about the gap the mind will say after inhalation oh let me stop okay and you can easily stop the breath but the moment you stop the breath what are you doing you have entered into yoga that is the difference so while the technique here given is watch the gap between two breaths i will suggest and i will advise that when we do it we will do it the buddha way which is we will only watch our breath inhalation going in coming out just stay with the breath maybe there is a possibility the mind will move it will go here and there come back to the breath just keep watching the breath coming in going out coming in going out okay so let's start all of you take a comfortable position just sit relax your body just gently scan it from top of the head to the toes and check if there is any part in the body which is tensed mentally ask it to relax and now you can start watching your breath you don't have to change anything just follow your breath stay with it completely be with your breath where it is every moment we'll do this this for 3 to 4 minutes and then i'll tell you when to stop
all right now you can with a couple of more breaths you can open your eyes and come back so simple the technique is isn't it just watching the breath that's it why it has been given as the first technique as i said one because it is the most popular and it is considered to be the simplest simplest and actually you don't even need to if you become comfortable with it don't even need to close your eyes sit in a specific place nothing any time during the day you can just sit and start watching the breath because there is nothing to change here you can do it at any point of time you are in the car in the train going somewhere nothing to do instead of gossiping with the other person or looking here and there just sit and start watching your breath there is so much time to practice this technique you don't need a special time to practice it so simple okay vandana is saying instantly relaxing very nice if you felt that relaxation that's great so this is on the uh, first breathing technique where we don't need to change anything and just watch okay i hope some of you enjoyed it okay graham is asking something is this the same gap that occurs before every appearance like every appearance arises from emptiness appears and returns to emptiness the return to emptiness there is a gap absolutely graham you got it right exactly that is what the gap is being talked about but the gap has to occur naturally right uh, it is not forced over here yes it is about that emptiness because that emptiness is going from you know beyond consciousness isn't it emptiness is the non dual existence okay graham is saying can't stop that gap everything would stop <laughs> right yeah okay very nice so i know you know we are all feeling relaxed i'm also actually feeling <laughs> i was also doing it so just feeling don't feel like talking also honestly anyways so let's move on to the second one and uh, this is my favorite uh, because this is also part of kriya yoga okay in kriya yoga also uh, we do this and i have practiced this like of course you know for so many years and it's really really Uh, very powerful so first we did one on breath now this technique is where attention is used attention okay rajiv has a question is this also called as bindu bhedan no i don't think so rajiv this no this is not bindu bhedan not i don't think so this is not bindu bhedan bindu bhedan that you are talking about is completely different uh, bindu is the point uh, you can say on the back of the skull where generally the people the pundits you know they keep that choti they keep a little uh, uh, you know a tuft of hair or uh, there's a particular point on the head over there so bindu bhedan is part of some yogic kriyas i don't know if that is also part of tantric kriyas but definitely it is part of yogic kriyas this is not one okay so let's move on to the second technique uh, this is based on attention now the technique is 
focus your attention on the third eye okay on the third eye i hope we all know where the third eye is it's just in the middle of the eyebrows okay forehead there is a particular point um, where you know actually when you move your attention over there it naturally attracts it it loves attention so it attracts your attention so the technique is let me now uh, read it fully what the technique is one is focus your attention on the third eye and then it says attention between eyebrows let form fill with breath ascends to the top of the head and there shower as light let me explain it okay first we look at the third eye and uh, the third eye as i shared is that particular point and then on the top of the head that means uh, you know where those who understand chakras your crown chakra or where your sheshrar is from there you just feel that your top of the head full forehead area like between the third eye and the head it is filled with breath essence and breath essence is pran pran the energy so we don't know how breath essence is like so what we can imagine is that it is covered with light and this is something where imagination needs to be used so first you focus on the third eye and then you imagine that the top of the head is filled with light now before we start doing this technique let me share a few things about it this was a technique which was given to pythagoras we all know pythagoras right we've all heard of pythagoras theorem okay vandana is asking agya chakra absolutely agya chakra you're right okay and pythagoras went with this technique to greece and with that he became the fountain head the source of all the mysticism in the west okay so this is a very very deep method now uh, science also knows that between the eyebrows there is a gland we all know pineal gland many of you would have heard of it or uh, in uh, the shiv shiv sutras it is also called as shivnetra the eye of the shiva what we call as a third eye okay now this particular eye is generally non functioning in most people okay or even if it is functioning like really very very low it is not functioning okay but it can function if we use the right technique it can function and even in kriya yoga there is a lot of focus like all the methods which are done all the kriyas that are done as part of the kriya yoga the focus is always kept on the third eye and also you know when we close our eyes what happens is there is a lot of energy almost 70 80% of our energy is going out through the eyes you would notice that whatever that we see we remember better that's because the eyes are consuming a lot of energy so already there is a channel for our energy to flow out of our eyes now when we close those eyes and we put our attention on the third eye what we do is that that energy which is present already and because we have closed the eyes it starts pushing onto that third eye it starts pushing onto that pineal gland that area over here so pineal gland is part of our physical body 
but then the third eye is also part of is part of the astral body so we are focusing over there and the more we focus our energy over there that starts opening up okay that starts opening up so focusing on the third eye is the simplest way of focusing the attention okay and you will find if you do a little practice like you know we can put our attention on any part of the body but if we put our part on if our put our attention on the third eye it absorbs attention like anything okay it is also given that for third eye attention is food okay it is hungry the third eye is really really hungry and the more attention you give it the more it starts taking and a point comes and those who would have practiced it would know i know it at a point comes when you don't even have to try anymore it's like your full attention becomes glued on the third eye it automatically starts functioning and takes on your energy like initially we have to put in effort to focus on there and then it is like it becomes hypnotized by itself uh it catches attention and it is like very very magnetic and if you'll see many of the methods in various uh, practices the focus is on the third eye okay so uh let's now try this technique okay suma is saying it starts tingling in third eye yes uh that is also an experience that many people feel a tingling sensation a warm sensation some people start seeing light things like that many things happen over here okay so how we are going to do this technique now we'll again of course for this we need to close our eyes we'll take a relaxed position close our eyes gently again you know scan our body from top of the head to bottom of the toes and see that it is relaxed mentally tell that yes relax and then bring our attention to the third eye between the eyebrows we will bring our attention and start looking there don't worry if your attention moves here and there in between uh, those who are not used to it or if there are thoughts which occur the mind also moves attention moves don't worry about it just keep yourself focused on that particular area okay first do that and in between i'll give you more instructions you can also keep listening to me it's just that you know somewhere you are looking now you are looking at the third eye does not mean everything needs to be silent around you no problem even as i am talking you are listening keep your attention on the third eye start looking there now as you are becoming comfortable with your focus on the third eye 
imagine your top of the head is filled with light. This is an imagination that you need to do. And both these things can happen at the same time. You are looking at the third eye and the top of the head is filled with light. Stay there.
very nice slowly focus on your breath move your body a little bit your toes and fingers and come back open your eyes i know some of you must have gone deep into it and enjoying it no problem you can do that later come back yes vinay it is amazing vandana is asking for me the attention spreads outside attention spreads outside meaning your focus goes on things which are happening outside the body is that what you are saying now what happens with this particular technique okay what is the purpose as you keep focusing on the third eye a point comes when you suddenly become a witness a natural witness witness beyond duality not in that awareness no i'm not talking about that the witness and for whom the third eye center has opened those who have done other practices and when they come on path of knowledge and when that knowledge is given to them they just immediately get it why because the third eye center has already was already open in them those who have trouble being a witness or becoming aware after path of knowledge it's because of this and that's why those techniques are taught in the fourth step okay so you become a witness and what happens when you become a witness for one who is centered in the third eye dreams will become real and the whole reality will become just a dream i will repeat it for one who is centered in the third eye dreams will become real and the whole reality will become just a dream because when your dream can become real you know there is no basic difference between dream and reality and uh, osho has shared a very nice story here an uh, excerpt what he says that sariputta came to buddha okay we've all heard about sariputta he had meditated deeply and then he started having many visions as it happens with anyone who goes into deep meditation he was seeing heavens and hells and angels and gods and demons and what not and they were so actual so real that every time he would just keep running to buddha and tell him you know what i saw today this vision that vision and buddha what would buddha answer he will say it's nothing just dreams just dreams and sariputta would say no they are so real how can you say that they are dreams when i see a flower in my vision in my dream it is more real than any flower in the world 
the fragrance is there i can touch it he says in fact when i see you now i don't see you as real imagine sariput is telling buddha that i don't see you as real because my visions are more real than what is here in this world the flower is more real than your being uh, here just before me now how do i differentiate between what is real and what is a dream sariput is asking buddha what is the difference how do i differentiate and buddha said now that you are centered in the third eye dream and reality are one dream and reality are one whatsoever you are dreaming will be real and vice versa too and vice versa too okay so we again come back to when shankaracharya says or our path of knowledge says that this whole world is an illusion now it is not theoretical anymore for you if you are centered in your third eye it is not theory anymore even if nobody tells you even if nobody gives you a 3d even if nobody gives you a path of knowledge nobody needs to tell you this through your own direct experience you will see that this world is an illusion that is what happens when you are established in the third eye and it's a very very powerful exercise very simple uh, you know like many practices that we know of uh, they are employing a lot of you know there are complicated techniques and sometimes the mind needs something very complicated because the mind is very complicated if you give the mind something very simple it does not believe in it because it wants oh how can it be solved with such a simple technique okay even with vipassana even with the first technique that we did many people have this question just by watching the breath you can realize how is that possible right because we have become so complicated but just this technique watching your focusing your attention on the third eye and imagining the top of the head filled with light that is good enough to take you there that's how powerful it is okay leela is asking how long do you do this for sorry i joined late no problem so yes that's a very good question leela you can start with 3 to 5 minutes okay 3 to 5 minutes and i would say if you stay comfortable you can go up to easily half an hour but you have to like check how is it uh, turning out for you so starting 3 minutes is a minimum you must do it at least for 3 minutes okay and then you can go up to half an hour about this and also check that um, you know how are you feeling after it even when we are looking at the third eye you know something which is very important and i need to mention it it has to be a very gentle looking please remember again the difference between yoga and tantra in tantra we are not uh, doing any kind of effort it has to be effortless you know just like how you would look at a small baby or you would look at a small small flower a beautiful flower very gently without any effort like you don't have to like turn your eyes uh, towards the uh, top of the head and there is strain in the eyes no there has to be no strain just check your face your all facial muscles should be relaxed it should be as if without effort you are just looking over there gently very gentle 
so sometimes when people do a lot of straining and it can happen if you don't know it then you can also get headaches or something like that if that happens please stop immediately okay so ensure that you do it in a very relaxed manner and start with very small three to five minutes okay okay Vinay is saying uh, practicing new technique for first time gives this wow feeling but the feeling fades down as we try to stay with that for a long time very true I agree to that and when we do it for weeks and months we get bored with the technique I have experienced this in the past. Can you please comment why this could be happening? Very good uh, question, Vinay. And you are absolutely right. So when it is something new, see, again, this is the mind that we are using, isn't it? Mind always loves something new. Whenever you go to a new place, you wanted to visit Switzerland, you go to Switzerland. One day you are like, wow, after four days, five days, okay. And you stay there for one month and maybe you start hating it right you need to come back we all love new things something new happens immediately the attention you know naturally the attention goes there and the wow factor comes because our attention is focused please remember that any time that gives us a wow feeling it is because the attention is focused even when we are watching a movie you see when we are watching a thriller or a suspense movie why do we get that wow feeling because the movie or the suspense is so good, the way it has been created is so good, it captures all our attention. We are completely focused. We forget everything around our surroundings, everything. So the focus is there. But then our mind is not so well trained that it can retain that focus. So it will start losing. And once it starts losing that focus, that is where your... Uh, you know, sadhana, your love for that particular technique or your love for your spiritual goal comes in. And that's true for everything. Whenever we start a new project also, even at in office, new project starting, everyone is like, you know, very much interested. You, we are all going gungo about it. Over a period of time, it becomes a plateau. Then there's a time everybody wants to quit. And then again, if we just stay with it, then it reaches that momentum again. So it's a, it's all the mind, nothing else in it, just the way the mind plays with us. So that's why we have to pick one technique. Uh, here also there is a chance that can happen, you know, how people go wrong with Vigyan Bhairav Tantra because there are 112 techniques. So maybe for three days I will try one, then three days I will move on to the second one and the third one, nothing will happen. Yes, you will experiment, you will know all these techniques, but don't expect any transformation to happen. If the transformation has to happen, then you have to stick with only one technique, only one. So you can experiment and then find one. And then also knowing this, that yes, there will be a time when my mind is not going to like it, when I'm going to feel bored. Who is, who is feeling bored? The mind is feeling bored. Now it is not focusing anymore. Now it is running here and there. But I know that I need to stay with this. Even in Kriya Yoga, with me it has happened with so many other people. Initially when I started it was like awesome, you know, like you're just looking forward to it every day. And then a time comes when it becomes such a big drag. It's like, you know, just ticking, you're just ticking that, okay, I have done it for the day. I have done it for the day. But that's okay. You know that is going to happen. It becomes okay. I hope that answers your question, Vinay. 
so i had planned to do one more but i think that would be too much two in one session are good enough uh, maybe we can do one more session okay so because there is one more technique that i definitely want to share with all of you we can try uh, we'll do one more session on this so that we can do two more techniques next time sanjeev is asking is there any vigyan bhairav tantra technique to view past lives no that is not the purpose you see the purpose of vigyan bhairav tantra is to go beyond consciousness not to view past lives if you go beyond consciousness who knows you may be able to also access your past lives you may be able to see them as a result of going beyond that that is a possibility and then there are techniques there are people who claim that you don't nobody needs to be realized to get into past lives there are uh, uh, people who teach techniques i know there are some breathing practices there is a particular way when you breathe in such a way you can get glimpses of your past lives all of those things are possible okay but that is not the purpose of vigyan bhairav tantra so i hope you all enjoyed this session and got some glimpses we all had fun doing these two techniques so meanwhile you can have fun with these try them out and uh, let us know in the group if there is something that you feel or you experience thank you so much for joining in thank you so much for participating and i'm going to see you again next week thank you